In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. Many happy returns. Today is the first day of the new Coptic year. Um, the year is now 1739, in case anyone didn't know. Um, the Gospel reading at the very beginning of the year um, is we, dis we talk about the beginning of the ministry of the Lord Jesus Christ. Just as we had said that at the end of the previous Coptic year, the readings are the focus of the readings is about the end of the world. Um, at the beginning of the year, um, and today we read um, the first thing that the Lord Jesus Christ did publicly in the synagogue, which is that he went into the, uh, the temple and he read a prophecy from the book of Isaiah. He read uh, the following. He said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. And after he read this prophecy, he sat down and he said to the people, today this scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. And so Christ is the fulfillment of this prophecy. And we want to speak really briefly about this prophecy of Isaiah and what is it that it means and how is it it has been fulfilled in the Lord Jesus Christ. So he says first, the spirit of the Lord is upon me. And we know, O Lord, we know that, of course, Christ as being the second person of the Holy Trinity and filled with the grace of God and the Holy Spirit. Um, and we know also that in the time of his baptism, he received the, the Holy Spirit on him in the form of a dove. And it says in John 1.32, and John bore witness, saying, I saw the Spirit descending from heaven like a dove, and he remained upon him. So his ministry was not according to the work of a man, so that everyone would see that there was something unique and different about him, that he was not simply a man or simply a prophet, but this prophecy was concerning the coming of the Messiah, the Lord himself. Because he says in John chapter 6, for I have come down from heaven, not to do my own will, but the will of him who sent me. So the first introduction to this prophecy that the Lord says about himself when he says today this scripture is fulfilled in your hearing is that the spirit of the Lord is upon him. Why is it that people should listen to him? Because he has the spirit of the Lord. Because the words that he says are the spirit of God. Because the will that he has on his mission to do on earth is, this, is the will of the Father as well. Then he, he continues and he speaks about how he has been anointed. Um, he, he says he has been anointed. Um, we call Jesus Christ because um, the word Christ means anointed. The same word that we use for the word chrism, which is the oil that uh, we, we anoint someone with in the chrismation after the baptism. Um, it is an anointing. And um, also in the Hebrew word for uh, anointed is Messiah. So the Messiah, the Christ, chrismation, all of these words have a similar meaning. Um, when, uh, when, when, when St. Peter was speaking with Christ, he said about him in Matthew 16, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. So he acknowledged that he was anointed for this service. He was consecrated for this service. He was, he, the reason that he came was for this purpose and for this service. There was nothing else that he came to do. We don't see any, any examples in the scripture that the Lord came 
to relax or to have fun or to have any diversion or to be involved in any other work in this life other than the work of salvation for mankind. He is consecrated to serve. He is anointed to serve. And this is, again, why we should follow him and listen to him, because his whole mission is one of our salvation. He continues also, and he says that he, has, uh, he is preaching the gospel to the poor. Um, he is giving attention to those people who have been rejected, to those people whom society has not given any attention to. To them he came, and to them he preaches the good news. Um, in Matthew chapter 4, it says, From that time Jesus began to preach and to say, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Now, this uh, poverty that he speaks about can be considered the physical poverty, meaning that he is going to the people who are uh, physically poor and rejected, but it is also those who are spiritually poor. Those people who are far from God, those people who feel um, separated from God, who are living in a life of sin, to them he is coming and saying, repent for the kingdom of heaven um, is at hand. And he came to declare this truth about humanity. Where is it that we came from? What is the problem of sin? Why is it that we suffer? Why is it that we die? Why is it that we have this um, emptiness inside that is uh, only fulfilled by God? And he opened the door for the gospel to be preached to all people so that we could all hear this good news. This is what the word gospel means. The word gospel means the good news. It should be good news for us to hear this message because it tells us that we are not destined to destruction. We are not destined to condemnation, that whatever situation we might live in and have in this life, it is only temporary and that there is a better and, and, and more glorious life waiting for us. He also revealed that he is the answer to, to, to this problem of death. It is not found in the law. The Jews focus so much on the law and the obedience to the law and, and, and the, the specifically the law of Moses. But Christ came to reveal that salvation cannot come through the law of Moses, but salvation comes only through him. And only he is the one who reconciles us to God. He also said that he is the one who heals the brokenhearted. In uh, Matthew 4.23, it says, And Jesus went about all Galilee, teaching in their synagogues, preaching the gospel of the kingdom, and healing all kinds of sicknesses, all kinds of disease among the people. Right? So he brought the message of hope and healing. And again, you can see this as a physical healing, but also a spiritual healing. Actually, all of the times that the Lord uh, healed physically, it was to reveal that there was an inner spiritual healing at work. When the four men brought um, their friend and lowered him in the ceiling, the man who was paralyzed lowered him from the ceiling and presented that him to Christ for him to heal him, the first thing that the Lord did is he said, your sins are forgiven. Before he even healed the man physically and told him to take up his mat, he, he healed him spiritually. He forgave him his sins, which is a far greater healing that can be achieved. No one else could heal. Maybe doctors and physicians know how to heal the body, but no one could heal the spirit the way that the Lord Jesus Christ did. So he came to heal those who were brokenhearted, to give hope uh, to people who were far away and living in darkness and sadness and without any hope. And so he is bringing this healing. He is bringing joy. He is bringing a reason for people to, to want to live because there is something to look forward to. There is joy in our hearts that whatever situation we might be living in in the moment that is difficult and painful, we believe that this will not last forever, that there is something beyond. Also, he says what he brought, he's bringing liberty to the captives and the oppressed. 
Um, in Galatians 5.1, it says, Stand fast, therefore, in the liberty by which Christ has made us free, and do not be entangled again with a yoke of bondage. This uh, liberty, what, what is this liberty from? This liberty is not just a liberty of slaves from their masters. It is, again, a spiritual liberty. It is a liberty from sin, from the bonds of sin, a liberty from addiction, a liberty from um, the, the bonds of, of, of the lack of self-control that I am not able to control myself, that I feel compelled to act or to think or to feel in a certain way, and I'm not able to be free from these things that might be harmful or damaging to me. He gave us hope that we no longer have to live under the oppression of the enemy, that we no longer have to feel that we are being controlled by him or that he is tempting us and we have no choice but to follow. No, he gave us strength. He gave us the ability to trample on serpents and scorpions. He gave us the ability to overcome our nature. He gave us renewal and healing in our nature to set us free from these bonds of sin. Finally, he says what? To proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. What is this acceptable year of the Lord? What he is referring to is an, another uh, symbol that was found in the Old Testament that is called the year of Jubilee. So we know that the Lord established uh, one week is seven days. The first six days are a day of or six days of work, and the last day is the Sabbath day, the day of rest, which is the spiritual rest. There's also what's called the sabbatical year, meaning you have six years, uh, uh, like, and then the seventh year is a sabbatical year, and then you have seven times seven of that, so seven sabbatical seasons. So seven times seven is 49 years. And then the 50th year was called the year of Jubilee. And in this year of Jubilee, there was a rest for everything, a rest for the land. So the land was to remain unsown. No one was to plant anything in that year, to give the land a chance to rejuvenate and be restored. All of the prisoners were to be freed on this year of Jubilee. All debts were to be forgiven. So if anyone owed money to anyone, all of the debts would be forgiven. This is all in the rites in the Old Testament, according to what God had commanded. So this year of Jubilee was a, a year for recovery, for restoration, for revival of the people, for unity, for reconciliation, all of these things. And so here what the, what the Lord Jesus Christ is saying is his coming is proclaiming this acceptable year of the Lord, which is the, 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 the fulfillment of the year of Jubilee. Not literally one year, but that his coming is, is, is coming to bring all of these things, restoration, uh, fulfillment, healing, uh, freedom, um, the, the debts are forgiven. All of these things are, are, are beginning now with his coming and the time of grace that he is coming. Um, in Titus 2 verse 11, it says, For the grace of God that brings salvation has appeared to all men. Right? He is the salvation that has come, has appeared to all of us, and to bring us to an everlasting life. So in the beginning of the Coptic year, we remember always the beginning of the ministry of the Lord Jesus Christ, the purpose of his coming, what is it that he came to accomplish, um, and how he has fulfilled all of the prophecies. And may God help us to have a good and blessed coming year, one that is filled with his grace and his goodness, and glory be to God forever. Amen.